Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Haug, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. Today I am chatting with Ashley Grant and you are going to absolutely love this dynamic conversation with this beautiful soul. But before we get into that, I want to tell you a little more about the awesome activewear that I've been rocking lately. So the company is called FitGal and you can find all of their gear at fitgal.ca but they're Canadian, their shipping is free in Canada, which is amazing. When you use the checkout code AH10 at checkout, you're also gonna save yourself 10%. And for every order over 100 bucks, you get a free tank top. So you guys should head on over to fitgal.ca, check out the awesome workout leggings, the tops, just the outfits are so cute. Some of you guys have been seeing me rocking it on social media and have been asking about it. So I'm super excited that I've linked arms with them. And again, that's fitgal.ca to go check out all of the awesome gear that they have at affordable prices. Now, let's tell you more about the wonderful woman, Ashley Grant. So. Ashley's a mom, a wife, a teacher, a meditation enthusiast, and a Reiki master. She discovered her path as a healer after the birth of her son when she was struggling through an excruciating time of postpartum anxiety and obsessive thinking. Energy healing through Reiki and chakra balancing brought things back into focus and put her on the path to her truest calling and deepest passion, the healing of people through their souls. It took being in this place of emotional discomfort and pain for her to really step into her true essence and find her soul's purpose. The road to true healing, authenticity, and being your truest self is often a bumpy one, but it's the most beautiful and incredible and enlightening journey you will ever take. By stripping back the layers of pain, that being, the need for approval and validation, letting go of expectations and doing what expanded her, she began to live a life full of depth, abundance, and incredible self-love. With this, she was able to show up in the world as herself, remain present, and not give a shit what anyone thinks. So you guys are going to fall in love with this amazing woman. Today's conversation is all about Balancing your chakras, but we also go down this beautiful place of how to really just show up as yourself, to show up with your insecurities, to show up with 
the person that has been there all along but you've been afraid to really show her and we we really go down that path and it's a beautiful place we talk about the chakras and the physical and emotional symptoms that can display blockage and then we also talk about ways in which we can get unblocked so if your chakras are blocked what are some of the strategies that you can use to work through energy healing whether that is through reiki or through exercise or through various methods how in the world can we get ourselves from a place of being stuck to a place of being open so we talk about daily self-care and the ways in which we can take care of ourselves as moms and as women so that we really can care for everybody else that is around us. So that's enough yapping from me. Let's get into today's beautiful conversation, my conversation with Ashley Grant. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ange. How are you? Thanks for having me. Fantastic. I'm so glad that you're able to chat with me today. And we're going to talk about something that we haven't talked about on this podcast yet. And we talk a lot about the body. We talk a lot about fitness and nutrition, but there is this spiritual internal piece that can sometimes get overlooked. And that's why I'm so excited to chat with you and talk about how that can be integrated for a holistic approach to wellness. Absolutely. I'm excited to, to chat with you. I think it's, um, there's lots of facets to the body and going deeper and looking at that kind of internal piece definitely affects our physical, mental, spiritual well-being and those are all connected. So, mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. So often when we have personal struggle, it really leads us down a path of our own journey to recovery and our journey to healing. So I'd just like for you to share with our audience, is that how you got into energy healing work or how in the world did you get caught up in the space that you're currently in, Ashley? So yes, it did kind of come from a place of struggle. For me, it was anxiety. I have two sons. My oldest, um, he was born and I was really struggling with not postpartum depression per se, but postpartum anxiety. And that really manifested in kind of an OCD way for me. And I knew something had to change. I knew the path that I was on um, with my previous kind of career. Not that it needed to have an overhaul necessarily, but I needed to shift some things. Um, so my son was three months old and I took um, my first Reiki course. And from there, it kind of just kept evolving. And prior to that, I had some energy exposure I would say, but that was my first kind of diving in headlong, ready to make big changes. And it, yeah, it started from a place of just absolute paralyzing anxiety. And um, with Reiki and energy healing work, a special focus on chakras as well, I really was able to come out of that place. And um, three years later, we're looking at a totally different me. And it all started from kind of that bottom of the barrel and using the tools that I could find around me to come out of that. How did you know that energy work or going down the route of Reiki was the right choice for you in your healing journey? There's this pulling inside of you, I believe, when you can't keep doing what you're doing. There's something more. There's something that goes beyond and as you see little coincidences happening in your life, little things that line up that you go, oh my gosh, that is perfect. That is so me. And when you latch onto those things that pull at you 
and you set aside that kind of societal norm or I should be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this, as soon as you let go of the shoulds and you go to that place inside of you to that place of I need and I want, all of that external kind of starts to fall away and that's where the energy healing actually begins when you start looking at you and stop looking at yourself through everybody else's eyes. Mm. And for me, that was the journey. It was, yes, I should be doing this and I should feel this way and I should, but I wasn't, right? I was supposed to be ecstatic that I had this little boy. And don't get me wrong, I was, but I was in this other place that I couldn't wrap my brain around. And the outside perspective, when I stopped looking at me through a judgment of everybody else and started doing what I needed and what I wanted and what expanded me, then really my life took off from that point. And it's absolutely been a journey. It was not an overnight endeavor, but I think that's one of the big chunks with energy work. As you do this, you have to get okay with not being okay. And you have to get okay with not needing everybody else's approval for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That validation piece, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you don't have likes on Instagram or friends that are like supporting what you're doing, sometimes it can feel like, am I on the right path? Because nobody's really saying that I'm on the right path. But internally, it's like, you know it. Your gut, your intuition is just saying, you got to do this, girl, even if nobody else is there to cheer you on or or essentially support that journey. So what were the first key steps that you took to take you from that debilitating anxiety to where you're at right now? The first key step was I was sitting down with some friends and it kept popping up that I have to do something. I need a change. And I brought up taking Reiki and one of my girlfriends said, then do it. Why do you keep sitting here talking about it? Go do it. And I went, Okay. Okay. Why, why am I not? I keep talking about what I want to do. I keep saying it. And I think sometimes we, that was that validation piece. I needed somebody to say, it's okay, go do this. And so starting that journey, I was in a really kind of not so great place. And I was in a place of needing validation. Um, I did receive that. And that's, that's important that you have a support system. But I would say now the place that I am today doesn't need that validation. But it initially started by somebody saying, act on your words, act on that intuition, act on that piece. So if anybody is listening to this, I will be your person right now saying, act on it, go do it. You have permission to be a little bit crazy, to do something out of this world, because it's not about fitting into the holes that we've created. It's about breaking outside of that to really step into your true essence. And so I would say that's where it started for me. And moving along that journey was um, the universe just kept putting things in front of me. When I started being present, when I started doing the work, things started showing up in my life that kept making sense. And I knew then, okay, this is my next step. And then something else would show up, a course or um, a client would show up. And I just, the more you say yes to what you're supposed to be doing, the more that gets set in front of you. And that's what happened to me. I, I started with a very small level one Reiki course and 
it moved me to a path three years later where I own my own business. I am a Reiki master. I am juggling, you know, um, my, my current career that I went to school for and this amazing soul journey career on the side as well. And that's, it all started from somebody telling me to act on that little niggle inside of me to go, well, what the hell? What do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. Aren't you so glad you just did it? Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's so amazing because when I look back, and I mean, it was only three years ago, really. It was only three years ago, right around this time, actually, that that shift began. And the person that I am today is 1,000% different. Still me but with the realness and the oneness that I've been craving really essentially my whole life. And I think we all are craving that wholeness, that feeling complete, that truth, our inner truth. And we cover it up. As kids, we're re they're really good at um, being really raw with that truth and really one with everything that's going on. And as we age, as we take on more demands of the world, um, some of that gets covered up and even a little bit lost inside of us. And it's the unraveling of that that really, that really kind of brings you back home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the interesting part, I think, too, is both of us grew up in very similar area and a very like, close-minded Mm -hmm. mall world thinking kind of place. And I don't know about how you felt, but I just never felt like I belonged. And I just felt a little bit like outcasty. So in that way, I started showing up in the way that I thought everybody else wanted me to show up versus mm -hmm. the way that I really wanted to show up. Because when I did, I either felt like I was being judged or just felt like I was not included, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And so I just stopped showing that part of myself. And it wasn't until I escaped and kind of found myself and went on the beautiful journey that I went on that it was like, no, girl, you got to keep on showing up exactly as you are. And when I started to do that and started to show my hot messness and my <laughs> like I don't have to have it all together you can be a businesswoman and you can have all of these other facets that make you who you are but you don't have to have a perfect house and you don't have to have x y and z you just do you girl and when I started doing that I started to realize you know what the right type of people are coming and they're crossing paths with me and that is fantastic and the people who I rub the wrong way Thank you for crossing paths with me, but I'm not going to change who I am. And I just think there's so much power in that. And I wish that more women and men would step into who they truly are because it is so fucking liberating. <laughs> it right? truly, truly is. And I think so many of us are trying to show the world that we've got it all together, that we are okay. And we're trying to portray this image and really we're sitting in the background going, that's not actually me and that's not who I am. But this is the only way that I've really ever known how to show up. And I think I too also, yes, we grew up in a similar kind of area, small town, closed minded. And it's that feeling like when you don't fit in, when you are a little bit of a black sheep, 
that's a good thing. Oh my goodness. That is one of the best things that you can feel to start you on a journey towards you. When you start to recognize that and step away from that validation piece that I need people to approve of me. I need to look this way. I need to show up in a way that isn't real, but it looks real to other people and it looks good to other people. When we can let go of that, that's when amazing things happen. And that's when your life starts to come into alignment and come into focus. For me, there's been a lot of lessons along the way. And I have friends, I have family who, who don't believe in what I do and actually don't agree with it. Like, but I still, I have to do me. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, that can be the hardest piece when the people you love and the people who love you don't get it. And that's okay. That's their journey. They don't have to get it. Mm -hmm. My job is not to change anybody else's path or tell them that this is the path they must go because we all have our journey. Um, but that, that's a really hard piece. And that's something that I think many of us struggle with. And as we talk about energy work, one of the things that I've heard on one of your other podcasts, Ange, is um, you've mentioned frequency. So we all vibrate at a frequency. And as we come into ourselves, as we follow our, I'm going to call it our soul's purpose. As we come into that, um, our vibration increases. And the things that used to serve us, that used to be in our life, start to fall away because they aren't vibrating at that higher frequency with us. And so that's one of the hard things with personal growth, with energy work that starts to happen, that can really start to feel um, conflicting for a lot of people is they, they start to lose some of the relationships around them because those relationships, the energy that they emit, no longer are vibrating on the same level. And so as we move our frequency up and get closer to who we truly are, that other energy starts to just kind of dissipate. It starts to fall away. And that can be really hard, right? That's when we start to kind of look at ourselves and go, oh my goodness, I'm losing things around me. That's also the time when things start to come into your life. People start to come into your life that resonate at that higher frequency, at that place of, oh my gosh, I can't believe we never connected before. And I can't believe that, you know, we like, you're, where have you been all my life? And why, why did I stay in that job for so long? Like this job just showed up in front of me. Things that belong to your true essence and that higher frequency show up as well. And it's, mm -hmm. we need to focus on those things and gently let go of those other lower frequency relationships, um, situations, ideas, thought patterns, because they will fall away. And it's getting okay with kind of that breakup with your old energy patterns. Mm -hmm. And you will get a lot of people in your life saying, you've changed and not in a like happy, mm -hmm. positive, this is awesome in a, I don't know if I really like this new version of you kind of yeah. thing. And it's not, it really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with themselves because 
you moved or you became this new person, maybe you're interested in different things. Like for example, maybe a lot of people listening to the podcast, maybe you used to every Friday night go out for beers with this group of friends and you'd get wings and nachos and it was just your thing. And then Mm -hmm. you went down this path of pursuing health and fitness and that was an activity that you no longer wanted to participate in. And it's not that you don't like those people, it's just that you want to choose to spend your time with them perhaps in a different setting because that setting is no longer in alignment with what it is that you want to accomplish. And so I think it's really challenging for people. They feel this conflicted part of them where they almost have to break up with a piece of the old them and be okay with that because what they're becoming will feel so much better, but it's challenging going through that transition. Relationships and loved ones may not appreciate or understand the new you and that can be so hard for people because they feel as though I'm fucking awesome why don't you love the new me Mm -hmm. like I'm just I'm doing so great I feel so great I like you just want to scream that and then the people that love you so dearly are just like dude who are you and you're like I'm me this is me I've always been this person you just never Mm -hmm. saw it and it can be so challenging and that kind of leads into the next part, which is, you know, a lot about the chakras and you know, a lot about blockages in the chakras. And that is something that I think the audience could really learn a lot about from you and really get some understanding on how a block chakra can manifest as either an emotional or physical symptom within the body. And then we may not be able to vibrate at the highest frequency possible. So can you just shed some light, first of all, on like what in the world are the chakras (laughs) and just, you know, break it down in simple terms for all of us? 100%. Um, So there's seven main chakras. And when I speak of the chakras, those are the ones that I'm speaking to. Um, The reason that those are the seven main chakras is they go straight up the body from our pelvis to just above our head. And those are the ones that really sync up with um, the rest of our body and all the other chakras, but they're the ones that are connected and in front and behind our internal organs. So these are the most important because when there's a blockage that's happening there, it can affect us. Well, it does affect us physically and it affects our organs in that area. There is actually 114 chakras and there's energy channels and some other things that we're not going to dive into today but the seven chakras that I'm going to talk to you about are um, there's called the root chakra and that's the one right in our pelvis and it's red and we want them to be spinning clockwise Um, that's the rotation of the earth and when that is vibrating Uh, not vibrating, sorry, spinning clockwise, that shows that there is energy flowing, life force energy, and it's moving and it's energized. When it is stopped or when it is blocked, um, that's when we start to kind of have issues. So I'm just going to go through what the the chakras are, what their colors are, so that we have a bit of a visual. Um, And I'm going to actually connect it to something as well to kind of bring out that visual so that when you aren't in the talk that you can go, oh, chakras, and you can bring that visual to mind. Um, So the root chakra is the first one that I spoke about. Um, I want you to think of roots of a tree. And the roots of a tree, um, a good root system, sinks down deep into the earth and holds a tree steady. That's the part of the tree that nobody sees, but it's one of the most important parts. That's where it gets its nutrients. Um, And without that root system, that tree really kind of can't get the things that it needs. So 
two trees side by side, identical trees, one with a great root system, one with a terrible root system, the same storm comes along. The, the tree with the good root system is obviously going to weather the same storm better than the tree with the, the crappy root system. And that, right, that just makes sense. And so it's the same with us. If our root chakra is falling apart and lots of times people can't see it. Again, it's under the surface. It's falling apart. And so when those big life events, those inevitable things that are going to happen, they can rock us harder than they should if we had a good root system. So things like um, good things and bad things. So a child moving to university or college, um, the death of a child, the birth of a child, um, marriage, divorce, all of those really amazing and really terrible things. And then all the little life things in between. If we have a good root system, those things, those big and small things, they don't rock us the same way because we are sturdy. Um, so that's the root chakra. Again, it's red. Next, going up to the base of the tree um, is the sacral chakra. And that's just below our belly button. And it is orange in color. And again, think of that spinning clockwise disc. That is our base of the tree. That's our sexual um, creativity center. So when that center is open and moving, um, that's where kind of libido comes into play. That's where fertility comes into play. Um, it's also our creative center. Um, so some people who are really, that, that chakra is almost sometimes, it can be too wide open. And that's where sometimes when we see artists who seem a little bit eccentric or maybe a little bit reckless, um, that's because that one can be a little bit more wide open. And people who are really tuned into that creative center, um, they do sometimes come across as a little bit reckless or a little bit over-sexual. And it's not, it's just because they're connected in the same chakra. So maintaining that chakra is um, health, well-being, um, fertility, and sexuality. So moving up, so just to recap, we have the root chakra, and that is our stability, our trust, our feeling safe. So the root system. Next, we have the sacral, orange, and that's our sexual creative chakra. Next, moving up just below the breastbone is the solar plexus chakra. It's yellow, and it's our wisdom and power center. Um, and this is where the other chakras actually um, kind of balance into. It's the, it's the one that kind of really balances and brings out the other ones um, because it's our power center, when we feel powerful, other things start to balance. So in that center, that's often the place for, and for me, this was where I knew something was wrong. That was where my anxiety was sitting. There was like a ball of concrete. There was nothing yellow about it. It was just this big, gray, heavy ball that sat in my solar plexus. And that was on my journey, when I could release that, when I could let go of that and open up that chakra, that's when I started to really notice my other chakras starting to open up and make sense. Um, because we can't feel sexual, we can't feel trusting, we can't feel love, we can't, if we don't have our own personal power. And for me, what I found was I, you, you can't, you simply cannot feel powerful and anxious at the same time. You can't. 
And so when I was releasing that anxiety, that's when my power started to, to show up because that chakra was, was opening. Moving up, we have the. Do you have any questions before I keep going? Is there any? No, this is wonderful. This is really okay. wonderful. And I absolutely love how you are connecting it to what we may be feeling because perhaps people will not be able to remember. Was it the root or the shock? They're not, or they might not even remember the colors, but what they'll remember is perhaps the symptoms that they're experiencing. So I love that you're connecting the dots and explaining that because that's probably what the take home piece will be for so many people listening. They might not be able to remember those special words or what the colors were, but they'll definitely be able to connect it to, ah, that might be what's going on with this thing that I'm experiencing. So thank you. And that's what I'm hoping that this does. It's yes. um, the actual chakras themselves and um, the words connected to them aren't all that important. It's the when you recognize a feeling or a state that you're in and then moving to make sure that that chakra opens up, that's, that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. And so um, knowing words and memorizing all of this is not at all important. You can find this online, um, but yeah. it's the knowing connecting it to the self. Mm-hmm. So as, as we're going through these, yes, I'm hoping that um, people are going, that is where, that is where it hurts for me. Oh, that is, you know, that is me or, oh, I do that. I definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, I, I agree. I think it's that take home piece of how does this connect to you and how will it empower you to make change and shift yourself towards Really, I, I want to say the new you, but really it's the old you, the you that you've always been, the you that is in there to, to kind of bring that out and in essence become a new you through that. Sorry, I, I'll carry on. Um, so quickly recapping, um, that tree at the base, we have the root. Next, we have the sacral. Third is yellow solar plexus. Moving up and just above your heart is the heart chakra. And this is where love and healing really take place. And this one is green in color and it's still, yes, a spinning spinning disc. And this is where self-love, love for others, and feeling loved by others um, really settle in. And I think a lot of us have some of those pieces. Some of us Um, I know as a mom, this really took me a little bit to kind of wrap my heart around, um, is I I do a really good job of loving others and I feel loved by others, but it's that self-love piece that is kind of the sticky one sometimes. Um, And that's really the, when we have that piece, the other pieces start to to come into play as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So carrying through, um, moving up is the throat chakra and the throat chakra is blue and it's this vibrant, beautiful blue when it's open and when it's spinning. Um, And that's the ability to speak our truth. And so that means saying what you need to say to the people who need to hear it. And I think that is really a struggle for a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's things, especially when we're in that place where we don't really resonate with the things around us and the things that are happening, and yet we're still in that place. So, for example, if we're in a job that really isn't 
We know that we've outgrown it. We know that we no longer belong there, but we don't really know what to do. Um, and it's, there's things that happen maybe within that job that you feel you need to speak out, not against, but speak out or speak up to. And that can be really challenging because these, you're, you're speaking to people who are, you're spending a lot of time with, right? So it can be, it can be tricky and it comes into play as well when we we're talking to our partners or our children, because we, if we haven't been used to speaking our truth, when we start doing that, um, some people can really be rubbed the wrong way mm-hmm. because it's not something that we typically maybe lean on and it can come across as sometimes a little bit abrupt. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, that I really believe in is as adults, it is our job to speak our truth. And so when, when we kind of do that rumination piece some of us, I know, I know I used to do this, is sit back and go, oh, did I say the wrong thing? Oh, I hope they're not mad. Really ruminating kind of on maybe a conversation or a situation that took place. Or maybe I spoke my truth, but then went, oh my goodness, like, should I have said that? Like, I don't think she really liked that. I think maybe I upset that person. And really kind of backtracking, overanalyzing in my head. And um, I just decided one day that, It is my job to speak my truth. And if I hurt somebody's feelings or if I am too abrupt or it comes across in a way that maybe they didn't receive well, it is their job to speak their truth and tell me. And when I could really grab onto that concept, then my whole world, (laughs) I wasn't afraid of it anymore. I wasn't afraid of people around me hearing what I needed to say to them. And that can be really empowering when, when you decide that I'm a big girl, I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to say the things I need to say. And if that hurts anybody's feelings or I say something, then it is their job to put on their big boy, big girl pants and speak to me, right? It's releasing of that kind of ruminating, that analyzing Mm-hmm. after you've spoken that truth because I think we do that we feel powerful we need to say what we need to say and then we feel like crap all day because we're thinking about it yeah and I think the other big part is we want everybody to like us and we want everybody to always be mm-hmm. happy and mm-hmm. like that's just not the way that it works and so often somebody's reaction to what it is that you said or what it is that you felt had nothing to do with you even though no, you doesn't Exactly. It has to do with them. And when you can just separate yourself from that and separate yourself from what they may say or the way that they may react and realize that that's on them and you can't continue to be a people pleaser and still live a happy, fulfilled life, in my opinion, because what ends up happening (laughs) is when everybody else's needs go before your needs, at the end of the day, your needs are not met. And you may be saying, yeah, I'm happy, but really, you're not truly happy. You're just making everybody else happy and then using their validation to be the way that you're happy, which I just don't think is the way to live your life. And when we're people-pleasing, we're too exhausted at the end of the day to take care of us, Yeah, right? It's, it's a whole lot easier to crack a bottle of wine and turn on some Netflix. Like that's what self-care turns into when you're too busy taking care of everybody else and doing what 
you think they want. That's, mm-hmm. that's just, it's too exhausting. And it separates us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you've went through the chakras and you've talked about ways in which we may be experiencing some blockage. So how do we unblock or how do we balance our chakras or get things in better alignment? Let me finish. There's two more chakras. Okay. And then, then we can absolutely dive into that. Um, sure. I'll go through sure. these last two quickly. Um, and so just bringing back that visual of the tree, the next one is on our forehead and that's our third eye. And that is our awareness. And that is our intuition. And so that's one of the big pieces that as you move down this journey of awareness and self-growth, that will start to open up and you'll start to it's dig into that gut feeling. The third eye and the gut are connected in that sense of knowing what is good for you, knowing what expands you and, and, and listening to that and really kind of just going with that knowingness, even if there's no rational rationale behind it. And the last one, that's the crown chakra. I like to call the crown chakra the apples. Um, so the crown chakra is our connection to our higher self. It is our connection to God, to the universe, to creator, to spirit, whatever you call it. Um, it's that higher place of being. When we are connected to our highest self, those are the apples on the tree. And so if this is an apple tree and you think of what an apple tree is supposed to do, the sole purpose of an apple tree is to bear apples. And so if you are open and you are open to yourself, you are open to God, you are open to the universe, that crown chakra is open. That's when you have the entire purpose connected to you. The other things are important when you think of a tree. Yes, the roots are probably the next important thing. That's how the apples eventually get their nutrients, right? The base, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye. Those are all really important parts of the tree. But without the apples, without that openness, without that connection to our highest purpose, our highest self, we don't have apples. And then it's just a tree. Mm. And so I think we can, we can get a little bit caught up in the, the chakras and what they do. But if you can open yourself up to that spirit, that open place where really the light comes in, then you have apples. And you can work on those other pieces. And they are important. They are what feed the tree. But that's the, the take-home. That is the, the crown chakra if you can have an open mind, the other chakras will, they'll get in line. They'll get there with a little bit of work and a little bit of energy, moving those things around. It'll get there. If you, if you're closed minded, if you aren't connected, that is the first step is opening up that crown chakra, connecting to that higher self, and then moving from there. Mm. How do we do that? How do we do that? So there's, there's lots of ways that we, that we do these things. The main part, the result is letting go. It's acceptance, it's letting go, and it's being. And that is how we go about doing those things look very differently. 
Um, so one of the, the things that I do, the energy work that I do is, is Reiki. Um, and that's how I balance chakras. But and you do energy work too. Exercise is energy work. Mm-hmm. That, and I think, I think energy work is important and it, well, it's, it's absolutely paramount, but we do it in different ways. And I think sometimes we, we disconnect it from ourselves, but everybody knows, everybody can feel the energy. When people say, oh, I just have no energy, right? They are recognizing that their energy is low. And one of the ways that people feel energized is with exercise or when people say, oh, I need to go burn off some energy and go to the gym. That is what they're doing. They're burning off energy. Reiki is another way to go about doing that. Um, and there's, there's lots of different energy modalities out there. Um, and I think some of them are things we do naturally and some of them are things that we don't do naturally. Um, the easiest way, the best way to get grounded. Um, so going back to that root chakra, getting our roots feeling connected and feeling safe, secure and connected is by getting our hands and our feet in the dirt, getting our hands and our feet in the water. If you have a pond, if you have the ocean, if you have a beach and you can have your feet in the water every day or every other day or once a week, that's what's going to ground you. People who work in their flower beds with their bare hands, kids who run around in bare feet, those are the people who are connected. Those are the people who feel safe. They feel grounded because they've connected with the ground, with the earth. And that is so many of us wear shoes all day, work in an office, and we we actually don't ever get our feet to the ground. And so you think of summertime. Most people more people feel happy in the summertime. And some of it is connected to, yes, there's longer daylight, it's warmer, it's, but another piece is people aren't wearing their shoes or they're wearing sandals and they kick their sandals off, right? So in the winter, how often are our feet touching the ground? How often are our hands touching the ground? Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the simplest and easiest way to get your root chakra open, cleared, and connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you think about it, when's the last time you were out on your lawn and your bare feet? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is there other like alternative energy healing modalities that maybe we can just rhyme off that maybe people don't realize? Like would something like acupuncture be energy healing? Absolutely. Yep. Acupuncture, yoga, meditation. What about like Tai Chi and that kind of like flow of energy? Tai Chi is is an excellent one. Even like even boxing, right? Anything that gets your energy moving and there's passive ways of doing that and there's active ways of doing that. That active way of doing that, I would say, and exercise is one, right? Mm -hmm. That gets your body. It actually gets the energy moving. Um, Something like acupuncture is it goes into the meridians, the energy um, passages inside your body and actually opens it up through that. And that's one way that um, we can open those chakras as well and is energy work because it's actually tapping into those meridians inside of us. Some people use oils. Some people like the essential oils and you can open up those different oils that um, 
connect to each chakra. And that's another way to, to open those chakras and get things moving. Mm, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that the parallels of what you do and what I do are very similar. And yet we, I don't know if we've ever realized that until recently, Ashley. I would agree with that. I think we, one of the things that I, I believe is that there is mind, body, spirit, and emotion, right? So all of those, there's four kind of huge pillars. And I would say both of us work within one of those pillars very, very strongly. And those other three pillars are there and strong, but there's kind of that primary pillar. And I love that we've connected because they are connected, right? The body, the the physical that I feel you really work in, you're really tapping into that other, not other, but that same connectedness, but through a different um, pillar. And I would say that I'm tapping into it as well. But again, through kind of a different pillar. And those pillars need each other. I was going to say, I think people need both of us. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes at the same time and sometimes at different times in our life. But I think when we put too much energy on one of the pillars, we can allow the other pillars to perhaps be neglected. Like if we're putting a lot of energy into our workouts or a lot of energy into um, our chakra balancing, but yet we're maybe not taking care of our emotions or not taking care of like physically moving. Like I I think we as a human need to care for those various parts of ourselves to really feel whole and really feel in alignment. Absolutely. And I would say I just, I just experienced that. I would say that I do Generally, I do a pretty good job of the emotional, the spiritual, the kind of that mental piece where, you know, I take the time, I really do positive affirmations, I meditate, I, you know, I do Reiki, I do all of these chakra balance, I do these things, but I didn't feel good in my skin. I, you know, I just over a year ago, I had a baby and I was still not comfortable in my body. And it's in, it's so funny the way that things think up. I, I said to my husband today, I came out and I said, this is the first day since our son was born, our second son, that I feel like me in my own body. That was just today. Mm, my God. And I went, oh, okay. But I, I, it took me, it took me doing your challenge, really, but to go, the physical needs to happen because the physical pulls down. If I'm not doing those things, if I'm not healthy and filling my body with good things, then I feel mentally groggy. I feel kind of like emotionally annoyed with myself when I put on the clothes that, you know, used to fit or whatever. But like it was, I wasn't treating my body the way that I was treating my mind and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the other part. It needs to be all of those things. And I think a lot of people who start on a physical journey they do end up having to do the mental piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That spiritual piece comes out because they realize they're letting go of so much stuff that they're like, oh my gosh, all of this weight that I was carrying was protection, mm-hmm. right? From all of these emotions that I was feeling or from a childhood that really just was horrendous and, or, or I had this trauma or, and it becomes a protective barrier. And when they lose that protective barrier, 
that stuff comes out. It has to. And mm-hmm. so that connection to all of those pieces is for full, true health. They're as interconnected as your left and your right hand, right? Like mm-hmm. the left is great. The right is great. And one can be more dominant, but you're really, you're really missing out if you don't have that other hand with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, I love it. And I love that we are so young in our relationship with one another. And I just, uh, I can't wait to see what happens, girl. I, I really, I'm truly, <laughs> I really, truly believe that there is magic beyond the friendship. And I just can't wait to see what unfolds. I agree. There's something, there's something so big that's just right in front of us and it's unfolding. It's starting to, I feel like it's starting to just kind of unravel And that's that higher frequency, that energy piece of, like, if you think about, we knew each other really almost most of our lives at this point. Mm -hmm. Even because we used to do dance classes in elementary school, right? Like when we used to see each other at that dance studio, we didn't go to the same elementary school, but we were in the same dance recitals. We were just in different classes, but we crossed paths all the time. Yeah. And high school, right? Like, and high school, yeah. Yeah. So is it okay if I tell everybody how? Yeah, yeah. So um, I came home from teaching in England and I was kind of in like a really just tumultuous time in my life. And I was on the ever-loving Facebook and I saw a picture of Angela and I just went, oh my goodness, I need to be in that girl's presence. So I sent Angela a message and Ange, do you remember what it said? Mm, you know what? Facebook might have it. If if oh, I can goodness. pull it, if I can pull it, <laughs> if I can pull it up, I remember it from the way you know when you remember things based on what you took away from it. So yeah, I'm gonna see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can pull it. I can. I'm gonna see if it shows up in like our history. In which case, it will be beautiful. But if not, I will paraphrase. Just oh my goodness and you know what's cool is we're gonna get to see what year it was too I um I don't think we've had a lot of Facebook conversations so it shouldn't take me too long to oh yeah okay we're in 2016 okay scroll back a little further I feel like our friendship was a little earlier than that 2015 um ah you must have it doesn't have anything earlier. Okay. It but has, I remember. Yeah, that's fine. No, go yeah. ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to, I was just going to say, um, it would be funny to see it, but the earliest it has is I wrote to you in 2013 that my phone was out of commission and <laughs> it says, just wondering if we're still a go to go canoeing tomorrow. I don't think we've ever <laughs> went canoeing, have we? I was going to say, I don't think we've ever been canoeing. That's too funny. But anyways, um, yeah, so Ashley messaged me and she said something to the effect of you just look really happy. You look like you exude, like you're just living a life that is very fulfilling and very happy. And like, how do I do that? And I think my response was just like, let's grab coffee and catch up or something like that. And that's what we did. You were leaving for Europe and I had just gotten back from Europe. Yep. Right? Like, and you, I think of all these little sinks along the way that we never really picked up on. Like, we both tap danced. We both went to high school together. We both were, I went to Europe. You were going to Europe. And it was like, it was like the universe kept setting each other in each other's path, but we weren't connecting it yet. 
And then when I saw Angela and I went, that girl is happy. Like, yes, she was fit and she was in this workout, beautiful stage of like your journey was unfolding, right? Like your fitness journey was unfolding. But I looked at you and went, I need that girl in my life. And the the energy space that I was vibrating was quite low. And when I met with you, I felt that energy move, right? And that's one way that we can really tell and really notice and pick up on is when we feel energized in another person's presence, hang out with that person as much as you can because their energy is higher, is higher and they will, they will keep boosting you and you will keep moving higher. That frequency will keep moving up. And when we hang out with people who suck the life out of us, right? When we have those people who just drain us after hanging out with them, those are the people who are pulling your energy, your frequency down. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that picture of Angela and went, that was the shift of like, this girl needs to be in my life. And it's been spectacular ever since. But like, that was the shift for me when it came to moving that energy and really kind of connecting to, to you and mm-hmm. starting this journey. And now I'm like, we're in a way we're kind of colleagues now we're yeah. like, it's, it's amazing. But the, the journey and side by side, we've kind of taken our own journey sharing tidbits and knowledge along the way. And, and both had baby boys in the same year with yeah. two of our other girlfriends. And I just, the universe is screaming at the four of us. We all literally had baby boys all in the same year and crossed paths in that way. And now we have this foursome of women who not only uplift, empower, and energize one another, but also challenge one another in a good way to say, huh. Mm-hmm. They ask, like, we ask the questions that aren't often asked and we say the things that maybe other people would be afraid to say in that particular circumstance, but we are all becoming the best versions of ourselves because of the relationships with one another. God, I just love that woman. I'm so, so grateful that she is in my life and that we've crossed paths and that I have an opportunity to hang out with her on a regular basis because she is truly one in a million. So my challenge for all of you guys heading into the week is can you identify areas of your life where you feel like you're being inauthentic? Are there ways in which you wish you could show up but you feel as though you're going to be judged or feel as though somebody may have comments about the way that you're behaving? I challenge you to really step into the authentic person that is there. Say what you want to say be who you want to be, wear the clothes that you want to wear, and just allow people to leave graciously if they don't like what they're seeing anymore. You are not put on this planet to serve everybody else and and be what everybody else wants you to be. You're put on this planet to be you and to step into the person that's been hiding all along. Have a good week, guys. Catch you next time. Bye. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here, and I 
want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.